Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm live on the 26th session. Leadership Talk with Adegoke. And tonight I have with me a friend and a brother, Pasi Taiwo Shekoni is uh, a business development expert and tonight is going to be speaking on the topic leadership and business recalibration leadership and business recalibration you're welcome sir thank you very much you are welcome sir thank you i want you to uh, just uh, tell us who is Taiwo Shekoni. Yes, sir. Who Taiwo are Shekoni. you? Taiwo Shekoni is a man before you now. <laughs> and um, he is a man that came from very interesting background. Okay was a very rough, tough, but enduring background. Uh, awesome. Education, development, and um, by the grace of God, he was able to roughen through life. And uh, by the help of the Lord, he roughened through school to have first degree in accounting and is a member of the Institute of Chartered Accountant of Nigeria. He's also a member of the Institute of Nigerian Institute of Nigerian Taxation. He has an MBA in marketing. He has also worked in um, both private and public sector before he decided to set up his uh, outfit and he's also been involved in business formations, oil and gas, small, medium, and uh, micro businesses. And he has some good, good testimony on business development where he specializes. Thank you very much. Amazing, amazing. Wow. Thank you so, so much, sir. Yeah, welcome, sir. Yes. Now, can you tell us your journey into leadership? Well, I would say that um, journey into leadership is by divine providence and willingness to serve and make a difference in any small, small way I find myself. Uh, when I was in secondary school, I was part of the school prefects. I was a member of Boy Scouts. I was a member of the um, Literary and Debating Society. I was the head prefect. And um, when I was in our institution, I was a member of uh, Student Unionism. I was a member of Cadets. And in small, small way, I was able to serve in my own little way. And God, by his own providence, navigated me through the leadership scale. So leadership didn't follow me unprepared. In one way wow. or the other, the Lord has navigated me through the ladder of leadership. And I was uh, privileged to be part of the startup of an oil and gas in 2009. To be specific, Sita Petroleum. I was the pioneer CEO and I was able to bring the company as at the time I was living in 2014 to about 6 billion Naira turnover. Wow, 6 and billion. That was my 6 billion, 6 billion Naira turnover. Wow, wow. What, what, was, your, what was your role there in, in, in the organization? I was the chief operating officer. I was, the, like, I was like a startup chief executive officer. Mm -hmm. I have a chairman who I report to. Okay. And we will basically deal with aviation fueling. So we have 
expansion of the businesses or the operation of the businesses, finance of the businesses, marketing of the businesses. I was the one that was managing and um, reporting to my to my chairman. And I have staff and um, all over Nigeria and were able to make a fantastic influence in the aviation industry. Wow, wow, wow. I salute you, sir. It's so Thank amazing sharing, sharing the platform with you. I mean, you're not just uh, a friend, you're, boy, you're more or less like also a brother. And uh, Thank you. I know that we've had so many discussions, but uh, <laughs> as fate will have it, you're on the platform tonight sharing about leadership and business recalibration. Business recalibration. Uh, a lot of businesses have gone through uh, challenges, particularly, you know, during COVID and um, most businesses in the past one year have had to recalibrate as well. So you're going to be sharing something uh, that would, uh, you know, be fascinating to quite a number of organizations and even individuals because not just businesses require recalibration, but human beings, even our mindset right now, we need that. Uh, a reset. Uh, so yeah, now, what is the difference? What is the relationship between uh, leadership and recalibration? Well, before we go into recalibration, yeah, what is calibration? <laughs> recalibration is a borrowed language from uh, the engineering world into the business world. And when you look at calibration, is a standard measure that is used to confirm the precision or the accuracy of weights mm. of an object or a liquid. That's calibration. Now, I was in an oil and gas, I told you, now all our equipment needs to be calibrated. You calibrate your tanks, you calibrate your refueling uh, vehicles, you calibrate almost everything, and there's time and um, schedule period when this calibration must be done in order to measure the accuracy of the liquid item that you are dispensing to the aviation industry. Now, is a standard way of measurement. Now, when you are recalibrating, okay. it is required for business standard measure, either every month, bi-monthly, quarterly, annually. For example, your weight, uh, when you were in Nigeria, if you didn't take all the measure you were taking when you were in Nigeria, you exercise, you eat right, you know, your weight will have changed by now. So the, okay. you have recalibrated by relocating to United Kingdom. You're, you get the message. Now, let's come to the business world and leadership. Leadership and recalibration. Leadership must continually measure his performance hmm. with a standard on every level of his activities. Okay. You can break it down, personal level. You can break it down, religious or spiritual level, the reading level, your level of influence, researching, hmm. collaboration, exchange of knowledge, just like we are having now. Okay. And uh, on a regular basis, your family, your finance, your business, you must be measuring. How was I last year? This, this month is the anniversary month for the coronavirus in Nigeria. By this time last year, we were just hearing it as a news. Mm. But before you know it, at the end of March, we had to go on um, lockdown. Okay. Most time, you cannot use analog brain to solve digital problems. So you must learn as a leader, unlearn and relearn. That's mm. recalibration and leadership. Wow, wow, amazing. This is, uh, in fact, it's as if I'm listen, listening to my professor in school all over again. I feel so humble. I'm hearing so many words and adjectives that are, you know, putting me in shape. You know, you Thank said you calibration requires a reset. You know, it requires you to learn and unlearn and, uh, you know, you also spoke about recalibration from different perspectives, both yeah. the spiritual, yeah. the educational, you know. So even in terms of your career, your business, you know, 
So it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing process. Sure. Now, um, now, you know, what are the, what are the challenges, you know, for a leader in terms of doing a reset? You know, because oftentimes, you know, in leadership, you find that you are used to doing things in a certain way. And, uh, but the true test of a leadership, of leadership is ability to, to do a reset, um, you know, in the middle of implementation. So what, what are you, you know, I mean, I want you to speak to that ability to reset, you know, in the middle of implementation. Uh, let me take, for example, the coronavirus, the pandemic and um, the new normal. Business recalibration is to enhance sustainable growth. Okay. Because there are factors that will impact on your projections as a person, as a business. Hmm. Now, uh, there is a acronym we use for that in business world. P for political environment. Our political environment will impact because those are the people that will be formulating policies. Okay. Economic policies, political policies, educational policies, health policies. Number two, we talk about political, we talk about economic policies and that impact. Now, for example, the exchange rate, hmm. at a, as at the beginning of 2020, and as the close of business in 2020, the exchange rate in Nigeria, it was a different ballgame. As I'm talking to you right now, <laughs> the exchange rate is crazy. No raw material is coming in. You cannot even get the dollar. So economically, things are tough. So somebody who have projected last year, my business made $60 billion or 60, uh, sorry, 60 million naira or billion naira. Now you are projected based on the close of business in December last year on an exchange rate. And today now, dollar is exchanged for about 480 naira to a dollar. Now, so the naira. what will happen? Yes, yeah. what will happen to your projection by now? Hmm. That's economic impact. They have social impact. The new normal has come. Many businesses will be thinking where well, things will come back to normal. It may not come back to normal. Things will not be the same again. So socially, we are all disrupted. Hmm. Some people are not technologically uh, sound and they are not integrated technology into their system and they are not doing anything differently to do that. Some business will just go into extinction without any, no, you don't, you don't, without anybody, uh, having anything against the business, you just go down because you are not integrated, aligning your businesses to the technological demands of our time. Then you talk about the environment, you talk about legal. So this acronym is the is what impact on your environment. And as events unfold, you must hmm. recalibrate. Wow. You must adjust. Hmm. And uh, just like I said, you don't use analog brain to solve digital problem. Wow. <laughs> now, if you are not if you are not informed, you will be deformed. Wow. So these are the uh, environmental issues that any leader that want to survive in this our generation, you must fit in into the demand of the environment. That which is a dynamic environment, changing every wow. day, wow. changing every. Uh, wow. uh, Robotic is in, in is coming in gradually now. You can do medicals, you can so so many things you can do through robotic artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence. And some people will still be saying, Well, I have to carry on my companies are working paperless. Everything hmm. now is people are staying at home, working from home, hmm. and they are doing meetings virtually, uh, they are doing education virtually. And everything is going virtual. And somebody will just be sitting there and say, well, I'm waiting until the classroom will resume. The person will just go out of, of a, business uh, of circulation. Yes. Wow. Wow. For those who are listening, you've been listening to uh, my good friend. is a business development expert. His name is Taiwo Fasi Shekoni. And we're speaking on leadership and business recalibration. Uh, you know, leaders are... Uh, 
leaders that um, show up during crisis, leaders that emerge, you know, because right now we're even seeing that, you know, I just read a report about China that during this COVID, they did more exports than any nation in the world. In fact, the last, this last quarter, they have become, the Chinese economy has experienced a massive boom, more than any nation in the world. You are correct. You know, you can correct. you speak to what kind of leadership would you say is, you know, you know, countries um, experiencing decline, even in GDP, how come China is still doing so well? Before the, before the pandemic broke out, China had put a system in place to rule the world. Wow. And they were determined. Mm. And permit me to use the word, they were desperate to achieve that, that height. Uh, maybe you had the either conspiracy theory or what, the 5G, a competition to rule the world. Mm. Before now, if you look at the technological development in China, it's massive. Mm. They now deliberately, it takes deliberate conscious action mm. on the part of leadership that want to make a, an influence in the world to have a standard, just like we are talking about recalibration a standard measurement that is subject to review at regular interval. Mm. Technologically, look at China. Mm. Educationally, China is going to every continent to get young, smart brain mm. and start training them in robotics. I have some of them in my, in my, around me here. They mm. pay 100% uh, uh, um, educational support and they will move them to their country. And mm. what are they doing? They will teach them robotics and put them in, in a position of relevance in their world. Now, mm. by the time those ones are returned back to their country, they have loyalty with China. Mm. It's a system. Mm. Now, I also read that the President uh, Xi Jinping of China has a daughter in Harvard University. Hmm. And he pay a professor every month, I think $50,000, to ensure that that lady has the best in Harvard. Hmm. Now, they finance so many economy deliberately. Hmm. They, reach, they deliberately reach out to the nations, poor nations in the world, and hmm. finance them. Hmm. And when they do that, it's not that they are crazy. It's not that they don't know what to do with their money. We are in where United States of America are having a foothold. They want to have a stronghold there. Wow. So that they can be able to control and manipulate to their own advantage. Hmm. They have high industrialization in China that hmm. is unbeatable so far so good. Hmm. And when they chunk out their produce into the world, you also, mm. you, you mentioned it. I, I also read that the, while the GDP of nations were going down during the coronavirus, that of China was uh, increasing. It's a deliberate the economy system. was running. It was up exactly. and running. Deliberately. Yeah. Check up. I was listening to Alibaba yeah, this, this, this week that just ended yesterday. And he was telling us how he was able to recalibrate his businesses and he was able to fit into all the a, a turbulent environment economy and they were they were able to remain afloat it's a deliberate effort it's a system that leadership must deliberately put in place leadership of nations family companies for them to be able to survive a turbulent economy turbulent environment wow, wow. i want to salute you sir you are you are revealing so many powerful nuggets tonight because you see sometimes we think these things are you know, um, just textbook stuff. But we're seeing, you know, China, you know, just, they are not even, they're not even stopping. They're just pushing on with so many ideas and quietly impacting nations. You know, yes. when you look at the African environment now, I mean, most airports are being built by the Chinese 
by Chinese tea companies. Sorry, sorry, sorry for cutting in. Sorry for cutting yeah. in. I can't remember the country now. The moment they were unable to pay China's loan, yeah, they I think, took a yeah. strategic ownership of the seaport and the control. They build and they will say build, operate, transfer. But the moment you cannot pay their debt, they took over the management of the ports. Now, tell me, all the exports that will be entering to that country, where will it be coming from? China. Mm. So they have a global, global dominance. Mm. So whatever oh. they produce, they already mm. have a ready-made market where they are going to ship the products. Mm. Now, I want you to bring it down to individuals now. Apart from China now, we've looked at China. But even for small businesses, you know, um, those in employment, you know, I was talking to somebody recently and the person said that the skill that uh, they acquired, you know, in the university is no longer even, you know, uh, marketable. In fact, they told the person that, look, your, your certificate had expired. You know, so what, what can you say to the average person now? How, how, how does the average person, you know, a leader, how, how can one recalibrate even in the midst of this uh, ongoing, ongoing crisis? Well, thank you very much. That is what I call a recalibration is resetting your mind. Okay. Call cultural internalization. Number one, that must be progressive for companies. That must be progressive organizational structure. Okay. Number two, that must be transparent human capital policies for company. Okay. Number three, that must be soundproof succession plan. Mm. Number four, that must be rewardable welfare package. Okay. Your team must see future in your organization. Number five, there must be intolerant system and control. It, the system and control in place must be intolerance to indiscipline. There must be number six, performance review. And number seven, there must be stakeholders engagement. You must engage your stakeholders at regular interval to review mm. and to learn and unlearn. Let me explain. Individually now, you are a student, you are in a university, and um, permit me to use this word. I was privileged to, uh, to, to go to what we call modern school in those days. Modern school attraction that time that, makes, that made modern school very attractive was Typing and shorthand. They will teach us typing and shorthand. And people were employable because average company will need secretary, front desk. They call it front desk now. But tell me, organization now, they don't recruit typists anymore. Mm. You are a manager. You type your letter. You send email. You do all that before you can even be qualified to be recruited to man any post. Somebody now is telling me, I am doing sectarian study. I'm learning typing and shorthand. In those days, the manager will sit down, be dictating to the secretary. Secretary will be using shorthand to write. He, the secretary, only the secretary can read shorthand and interpret and go and type. All those ones are outdated. Now, somebody is saying, I'm reading business, I, I'm, a, I'm doing, uh, they call it a business study in university. These are multidisciplinary. Somebody is saying, I'm reading business study. If you're an engineer, you are a medical doctor, you are an accountant, you are a lawyer, you are any area of profession, you are a surveyor, you are a builder. By default, mm. you must run business studies. So if somebody is saying, I'm, I'm doing business business study in the school as a course, I pity such person. Now, let me give you one thing I experienced as a chartered accountant. Yeah. I read, my first degree was accounting, accountant finance. 
Now, <laughs> I, I became chartered accountant, but I observed that as early as year 2000, when somebody who did electrical engineering, electrical electronics, or building, or mechanical, or quantities of your, when they sit and sit for Wow. Wow. I think the, the network we is have there. a position when we are, when, when we go for when we go for job hunting, they are preferred than we that study accounting in first degree will now become charter. Why? Because they have a multidisciplinary knowledge. Mm. The organization use recruiting them knows that this one engineer can I can use his engineering brain and the accounting profession to get better value added to my company. Okay. And this one that is coming, I, I read that kind of, So I have to sit down and do a shift. Hmm. And that was what motivated me to go and read MBA marketing because I okay. discovered that I, I have that flair for that. So when I'm, when I'm doing a projection, when I'm talking to marketing people, sales people, or want to do a policy, marketing policy, or a business development policy, I'm better informed. We call it multidisciplinary studies, case study. So you can interpret well, and you can whatever you interpret, you can put Naira and Kobo. You put financial implications to all the actions and inactions of the people in the company. Now, let's come to family. Family, you are married. You need to do an oversight function to your wife, to your children. Oversight in what sense? Now, you are working, your wife is working, you do what we call budgeting. You sit down, discuss it. There must be a boardroom in the family. Mm. You must constitute a board. Your children, if they are mature enough, if they are not mature enough, there are some delegation you do. Let me give you an example. Anytime my wife is going to buy in the market or in groceries, I ask one of the children, follow. So you will see negotiation. You mm. will see decision-making how you buy. Mm. What is the market saying? When they were buying last month and now at their increase, you will know. So when they come back from the market, they have that consciousness that I cannot waste resources in the house. Hmm. Now, when they not get the higher institution, before they collect allow allowance for the present month, they must account for how they spend the previous money. So from the cradle, we are teaching them accountability. Wow. We are teaching them how to manage resources. Wow. It's a deliberate effort. It's a deliberate, it's an intentional thing. And they know. And we are also empowering them. You cannot be, you cannot be, you cannot be married as a as a lady or as a man. That when you now get to your husband or your wife's house, there is a value you are adding. You say, Oh, sorry, can we sit down? Can we plan together? Can we manage our resources better? Use small resources to get better value. Mm. And then everybody will be happy. The family is happy, the company is happy, the community is happy, the society is happy, the government is happy. Stakeholders engagement. Hmm. Thank you very much, sir. I think I've been wow. able to. Wow, this is this is massive, massive. You know, you can see that people are just dropping comments all over the place. I've been speaking with Taiwo Fasi Shekonyu, and we'll be talking about leadership and business recalibration. So he's not even talking about just uh you know, nations, we've talk, looked at China, you know, China is posting huge profits even during this, um, you know, ongoing uh, pandemic, you know, the GDP is just moving, uh, you know, in the top notch. And we've also looked at um, uh, small businesses. We've also looked at individuals. Now, for those who are listening, um, someone might be on this platform and might be saying, look, how do I, what are the three things I can do very quickly to do a recalibration, whether it's my business or in my personal life? I want you to share just three things, you know, that one can do to reset. Um, because there are some people are just saying, look, something must happen. Now we're about to end the first quarter of the year and we're going into the second quarter. And economies, you are just waiting for economies to take shape. I mean, look at the Nigerian business environment. You just spoke about the exchange rates. Now, 
we looked at the dollar and they're saying, look, for every inflow of dollar, you get five naira. <laughs> you know, so and we're thinking before now, the, the you know, the, the, the government was saying that, look, uh, they want to make sure that the economy, we are producing things that we need, you know, by ourselves. And it's no longer, they are no longer, you know, that is as if that has been abandoned. So what would you say to the average business person right now? Three things. You know, there, are, there is what I call business um, policy somersault in Nigeria. Policy somersault. Yeah, yeah. That policy we are talking about was called diaspora remittance. You know what? Even if you have a domiciliary account in Nigeria now, and you remit either dollar or whatever uh, uh, currency, there is this account that the money will be transferred direct in Naira. So you, they won't give you dollar in Nigeria. Hmm. And the same dollar will be recycled. We call it round tripling into the black market. So you don't hmm. get value for your transaction. Is it five naira they are, they are promising now that will compensate for yeah. the differential? Hmm. Never. It cannot be. So we are in a huge challenge. Now, for individual, in a turbulent economy, like Nigeria, technology is low, energy is zero, infrastructure, we are still believing that one day there will be a change. What do I do, number one? You must identify the present challenge and your deficiency. You must identify your deficiencies. Okay. Now, if you identify the present challenges and your deficiencies, then you go, there is a model. I like to talk about modeling, the, the SWOT analysis. You know, you know that, and some people listening may understand SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, Weakness, opportunities, and threats. Opportunity and threat. Now, strengths and weaknesses are internal for you as a person. Opportunity and threat, we have talked about the environment of business before, they are external. There is nothing you can do about the externalities. We call it externalities in economics. Like business, the policies of assault, like a natural disaster, like insecurity, like changing of policy formulation, exchange rate, lack of raw material. The, the port is congested, raw material that are that were managed to brought they, they brought in. You can clear it in a in a in a quick time. So companies. You, you discover that real economy are dying. It's only market economy that are flourishing. Banks, telecom, buy and selling. In such an economy, that's a challenge. It's a bleeding economy. Hmm. Now, you understand that, okay, this is the kind of a, the environment I'm operating from. Hmm. What are my challenges? Your challenge is beyond you. So how do I now recalibrate? What do I need to do differently? You can, you can, you can collaborate. Look for people who knows better than you. Look for organizations that are doing better than you. You are in the same industry. You can collaborate. Okay. All right. You can network. Hmm. Collaboration, networking. You can renegotiate. Hmm. See, for example, let me give you an example. During the pandemic, so many schools that have borrowed, they were highly geared to bank. They hmm. were bleeding. And I happen to belong to some group. I posted to them, can we have a training free of charge? I wanted to do that. So they will know. I want to give them an information. Then you must have unquenchable hunger for information. Mm. Because information is critical at this time. So I wanted to train those people and volunteer. Because they may not know that during this period, you can negotiate with your bank. Sit down. Mm. The situation we find ourselves is not our own making. Can mm. I shift my repayment period? Can I restructure my payment? Mm. Many business, many business as we do not know that they can sit mm. with their bank, renegotiate, restructure, yeah. and be paying back at convenient time. Mm. Uh, so those are the things that as individual, then individual, you must look for other opportunities that will be coming out. Mm. Because cash is okay. the real thing. You must be able to find other means that are in the same environment that you can do and not burning your finger in order to survive, in order to sustain what you are doing before. Wow, wow. wow. 
Wow, I salute you, sir. I salute you. Amazing, amazing. Uh, you. If you're on the platform, please just appreciate this gentleman. He's, he's just coming up with so much content and nuggets. In the comment section, just say thank you to Fasi Taiwo Shikoni. Because I, I realized that, you know, particularly when you have debts, you know, and he's hanging around your neck, you know, for even a, a leader, you know, and you want to recalibrate, like you said, information, information, information. information. When you're owing, you know, you need, that's why people need to, people, you know, some people, they need to reach out to people like you, you know, for your expertise and say, look, help me, help me, help me. I need a way out. You're owing and you're still paying the same interest rate, not knowing that you can, you know, you can actually do what is called a reset. You can talk yeah. to your bankers. Yeah. yeah, you know, and work out times of, you know, negotiate on fresh times because what is happening around the world is not just limited to, you know, where you are. It's global. Even in, in government circles, sorry for cutting you, in government circles, some of the small, small businesses we work with, we have to ask for tax deferment. Hmm. So they, they gave us exemption to defer payment of tax hmm. because they know that the business environment is not only toxic, but turbulent. Hmm. So you can be exempted from payment of tax. You can reschedule your payment of loan hmm. and you can look for better opportunity to be able to be liquid. Liquidity in business and individual and family is critical. Wow. 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 Awesome, awesome. So even your taxes, I know even in the US, even in the UK, even in Nigeria, I know that, uh, you know, so there's there's a grace period, there's a moratorium, you know, yeah. Yeah. where you can agree. And and that's why you need to seek knowledge because if you don't seek knowledge, you might be, you might just be stuck. Wow, yeah. wow. No, amazing. Now, we're getting to almost the final stage of this session, but I can tell you that we are so thankful you know, for the wealth of knowledge that you are brought in uh, tonight. Now, you looked at the strategy. Now, how can you, the culture of business recalibration, the, the culture of having, you know, regular mindset, how can it be, you know, how can you put it in place, even as an individual or even in your business? The culture of so, recalibration. So that it, don't, it doesn't just become something that you just, you know, I mean, once there's a storm, all of a sudden you just <laughs> you want to recalibrate. You know, I, I, I mentioned it during the course of our discussion that yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a mindset. Calibration, recalibration is when yeah. you are dissatisfied with your present state. Some people, when you are not dissatisfied with your present state, you can't recalibrate. Mm. There must be that dissatisfaction. Then number two, then that dissatisfaction bring huge challenge, pose, pose a huge challenge to you. And creativity yeah. is spring up out of your dissatisfaction. Then you become suddenly creative. You begin to see things in a new dimension. You begin to identify and discover new opportunities. Lo and behold, before you know it, you begin to see that you have benefit strength to meet this other area and get some value from it. So the, the culture is number one, you must have a right mindset. You must be dissatisfied with your state. Mm. Mm. Then the creativity will now come up. That creativity will now open your eyes, open your mind. Then that will now help you to begin to see where can I, where, where you have deficiency in uh, meeting some, um, some needs. Then you collaborate. You go and meet people and you learn and unless you read, you seek for information, unquenchable hunger for information. And that does not come easy because an average, mm -hmm. an average uh, personnel will talk, will uh, complain, but they don't read. <laughs> Now I want to I want to just share something with you very quick. Thank you. You know I've had quite a number of people come to me. Ah, I want to recalibrate. I want to do this. I want to, you know, from where I sit, and sometimes it's painful. You know, they never come back again. 
Not because the only the only desire, wow. desire without determination, will will bring running away. And they are not ready to pay the price. Mm. You know, change. You want to change is a price tag to change. Mm. Change is not cheap, especially mm. for grown-ups. <laughs> All his life is been. And pandemic came, they were in lockdown. You know, somebody just said, wow. Of them. <laughs> you know, there's a price for change. Yes. You know that this is the 26th session, 26th session of leadership talk with Adegoke. If you know what is costing me, even emotionally. Of what, course. It's either it's I do this night. or I... Yes. It's either I do this or I join those who are complaining. Beautiful. But you will begin to see... It's yes. an enduring patiently. You begin to see like a like a tip of an iceberg mm. that you are beginning. Wow. People that are listening. Yes. They listening every week. Initially, mm. they may not be interested, but mm. they discover that week in, week out, this man is just dishing it out. <laughs> dishing it out. On your own part, you may be feeling. Am I not going to give up? Don't give up. The payback period, you will be it will be amazing. Mm. It's like you are sowing. Mm. It's like investment. Mm. You know, as a result of my work, business development, I tell people when we talk about marketing ad, when you talk about marketing uh, budget, mm. marketing budget is an investment. Mm. It's not an expense. You know, I'm bringing in business development and accounting together now. Yeah. An accountant will look at your business, your, your marketing budget and as, as an expense. But I mm. said, no, it's an investment. Mm. Because whatever you do, the marketing as, as huge, as proper, as you do it now, you cannot en finish enjoying the impact of that marketing for the next five, ten years. You still have the impact coming. Wow. Now, wow. COVID, COVID has brought creativity to you. You are not mm. doing virtual things before. Mm. You are you are in one office, you pay rent. But now you pull out of your office, you are not getting paid rent anymore. Now, at the same time, your yeah. influence now have been taken away Global. from localization to globalization. Yeah. 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 But you have it's not easy for you, but you are paying it. But the, don't worry, don't worry, the payback is coming. Thank you so much. Thank you. So Thank change, you. There's a price tag. There's a price tag to change. <laughs> Honestly, I just I just want to salute you, sir, for being very authentic. Thank you. Because uh, you know, when we look at this area of reset, recalibration, you know, I mean, you have lived your life for decades doing the same thing, working it like this, you know, and all of a sudden, COVID comes. And COVID forced everybody to change. Yeah. COVID forced everybody to change. Whether it's you, are, you are in the medical sector, you are in the business sector, you are in, I mean, all of a sudden now, if you are going to be traveling very soon, you need a COVID uh, certificate, you know, a, a vaccination certificate. Certificate, uh, yes. Now, for the average person, it says, I'm not going to take a COVID vaccine. Do you know what is going to happen to the person? It's going to be stale. Not even stale. You won't even be able to go anywhere. And you'll be locked down somewhere. You yeah. lock yourself down. Nobody locks you down. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. You oh. just some people will just expired because of technology, the rate of technology. Hmm. And because hmm. of the lack of knowledge, also, some people will just become stale. Hmm. They will no longer be marketable. Wow. 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 Amazing. Amazing. I salute you, sir. Now, yes. you, you know, I, I also want to speak to that because what is happening is that some countries are already putting in policies and say, look, like in the UK, you can't even come in from there's some red list countries and saying, look, these countries, nobody's coming in from there. Then they are making sure that they are vaccinating all their people. Immediately they finish with that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Anybody that is going to be coming in is either you have a certificate. And once you don't have a certificate, even if you have all the money, 
they're not going to let you in. So, you know, so we are forced to have a reset. We are forced to have a reset. Now, as we conclude, sir, yes, sir. Uh, who are your mentors? Because, you know, you, 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 you are coming up with so much ideas. I, I, and I know this is not accidental growth. This is <laughs> who are your mentors? Oh my God! What a big, big question. Mentorship is. Um, you know, I told you that you must identify your deficiencies. Hmm. At every stage of my life, I have people that have made impact in my life. You are one of them. Hmm. Uh, you remember when we met, just casually, and I felt oh. And when we were to meet again, the ignition was very massive. Mm. And here we are today. Mm. Now, my first mentor is Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, my Lord and my Savior. I, 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 it's, it's amazing. Sitting mm. down with Jesus and he's talking to you, giving you direction for life, giving you template for life. And by his divine providence, he brings people my way on a regular basis. Now, I can mention some people, both living and non-living, that have been my mentor. I learn. I learn. I have, I have uh, permit me to say, I have um, an insatiable hunger for learning. Hmm. Both written and unwritten. Now, when I'm looking at somebody, I know this one is better in this area, in this area more than me. I want to tap from him. I'll go there. It, it doesn't cost me to stood down for anybody mm. because I want to learn. Now, I have the privilege of meeting Christopher Collade in 2008. Mm. And he gave us, me and my wife, an invitation to his house. And uh, anytime I have any business issues, I've formulated the policies. I wanted to rob my... I will call daddy. Can I come? I have some discussions with you. By the time I, I by the time I sat down with him, I said, sir, this, 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 I want to do. He said, no, you can't go that route. There was a time we were to travel to China for mm. business. We've started processing all the whatever. He said, before you go, I'm not saying you should not go. Sent to them to send sample of that thing you wanted to go and do with them because the China, China representative actually came to Nigeria to come and have business discussion with us. So we felt oh, this is a good deal if they can come and all that and all that. He says, ask them to send the sample. Let's see what they have packaged. And then um, by the time they were to send the sample, they said we should pay. And we are to be their representative to market the product for them. I will now say, well, if we cannot send sample to us, we should pay. Be, at what cost? We went back to him and said, but I told you. So if they cannot send sample and they want to just use you, then you have to have everything. He didn't say more than that. So he has been, and uh, Baba is uh, close to 90 years now. Yeah. And I have so many other people, like uh, Richard, Richard Branson of uh, Virgin Atlantic. What, um, what, what attracted me to Richard, I read this book, I've not been privileged to meet him. He was a dyslexic child from school and all his business encounter have been amazing. This lesson child, they have cognitive challenge when he was uh, in college. But if you see the way Richard discover opportunities and uh, hit into it and make a difference, the way he started Virgin Atlantic was amazing. He was traveling from one place to the other and discovered there was a, so many people in the airport and the flight for people have been canceled and there was a charter flight. He went there and said, okay, what about this one? They said, well, it's charter flight. He went to the queue. He collected all the money from them and went to that place, paid off, and said, yeah, let's evacuate. And wow. that is the battle of Virgin, Virgin Atlantic. And so many crazy ideas like that. It, 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 um, it really it really fascinates me. And um, so many wow. other people like that that have um, Now, I, I'm going to ask you two questions, you know, so that yes, uh, for the purpose of this. Uh, but I want to say this is one of the best sessions I've had so far. Thank you very much. Leadership talk with Adokege. You are very authentic. Yeah, you, you are not hoarding information. You are just speaking. But how do those who are on this platform, if they want to communicate, if they want to reach out to you, what are your platforms? What are your? Can you give us some of your contacts so that they can reach out to you privately so that you can help them? 
All right. Um, so that I can type it in. Yeah. Cogballconsults at gmail.com. Can you spell that? K-O-G. K-O-G. Yeah. B-O-L. It's a short form of King of Glory, Bread of okay. Life. Okay. Cogball Consulting. Cogball Consults. Consults. Okay. All together at gmail.com. Now, the consult is singular or, or plural? Plural. Plural. Consult. Okay. At gmail.com. Dot com okay all right and is that the only that's your email right okay that that's my email okay now i want you to speak to the area of risk you know there might be some people listening on this platform you know some people will say you know you're making it sound very easy for recalibration now i took sudden risk you know which i'm not going to divulge on this platform you know <laughs> <laughs> I've been taking risk all my life. I left banking 20 years ago. Uh, I was a, like an assistant manager. And I threw everything and I jumped ship. I remember when I left then, I, I wrote my resignation letter. And I resigned into just speculations. And uh, I want to share, you know, you were you were working in a, a paint company then, DMA. I was the account officer. <laughs> very very you, interesting interesting i told you i was resigning i'm sure you then you 20 years ago you were looking at me as if i had lost my mind <laughs> no i was looking at you that well we are you know coincidentally we 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 share the same name i'm also a yeah. you don't know yeah oh, okay. so when you are doing that i was just looking at you that it's like this man